It's time now for Spears on Sports with John Spears, presented by M&M Carnage. And now, here's Johnny. I made it to a Friday. Friday, Scoots. Woohoo! Welcome into the show, Spears on Sports, presented by M&M. That never gets old. <laughs> presented by M&M Carnage, John Spears in studio. Justin Kalen on the other side of the concrete. It is Friday, October 13th. Are you all right over there? I'm scared. You, are you superstitious? No, just a little stitious. Okay, okay. That's <laughs> from the office, right? That's, uh, is that from the office? I've never seen the office. Yeah, that's uh, that's my classic dad joke. Michael Scott from the office. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a, just a little stitious. Hey, look, I don't want any black cats running in front of me. I don't want. I'm not walking under a, a ladder. You seem a little superstitious. Yes, I am. I am, and I know it's ridiculous, but I don't care. Not going to break a mirror care. today. Well, there's no guarantees. <laughs> if I look into one, it might break. Eminem <laughs> Carnage Hotline's open. We got a big day today. Three eight four fourteen fifty. If you'd like to uh, join in on the conversation, three eight four fourteen fifty. Thornton's text line is open as well. Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. I've got my thirty two ounce. Fountain drink, as does Scooter. Come on. Feel the chill at Thornton's. Stopped there, oh, I don't know, 15 minutes ago. Long line. Long line. Did you go the one next door? You know, I, yeah, I just want to run up and throw my dollar and just keep walking. The the one, the Thornton's that's next to the station has got to be the busiest Thornton's in all of Louisville. Well, you're right off the water. Every so. single yeah. day I go in there, it's such a line. Yeah. I mean, uh, but it's it's worth it. It's worth it. You know why? Yeah. 32 ounces of joyous freshness in a fountain drink for 89 cents plus tax. Visit your local Thornton's today. Hit me up on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. I'm a little off today. Well, I'm a little off every day, but I'm a lot off today because I did not get to go to place my early morning bets like what? I normally do. I know. I had to take my daughter to work. She had to be there at 12. I had to leave to get her there at 11.45 so I could make it here in time for the show. Uh, so I got to go after the show. I don't like that. That's going to throw your whole day off. Yeah. My whole day is, is shot now. Mm-hmm. It, it interrupts my lunch. <laughs> it interrupts my nap time. Old guy nap time. Um, I got Sanex stuff I got to get ready for tonight. So, uh, yeah. And now, the alternate is, hey, hey, moron, just don't bet today. I can't do that. Yeah, too much going on. That's crazy. We got two uh, college, three college football games tonight. Dion's in action at ten o'clock tonight against Stanford. <sighs> we got hockey. We got preseason NBA basketball. There's plenty to bet on. Don't be betting on preseason NBA. I, I do not bet on preseason hockey or preseason NBA. Good for you. I know. Yet. <laughs> uh, the unsponsored six pack is back. After a two and four week last week, um, I can't give credit to any sponsors at this point, or I, I can't give them blame. Right? Well, at this when, point, when I you're don't... winning, you give them credit. But when you're losing, look, it's on me. At this point, I don't know that a sponsor wants to be associated with you. I'm with not... the week you had last week. Well, two and four, um, losing money, come from behind week. I was zero four at one point. Oh wow! So, thank you, Niners against Dallas and uh, whoever else the other one I had was. Jets, I think. Yeah, Jets against Denver. Um, so I'm 19, 16, and 1. 
So over 500 still. We'll try to give you three college wins, three pro wins. Man, I'm giving a lot of points this week. I don't like it, uh, but I like the games. So I'm giving points in most of these games. I do have Tony and Big Al the Fishes NFL locks. Yes. That he sent them to me. Guess what they're doing this week? All plus, or all, uh, they're giving. <laughs> no, all underdogs again. Or all underdogs. Again. Yeah. That's what I'm It's meant. almost every week. Hopefully it's the same five underdogs I picked. <laughs> well, I don't know. They're due. They're fourteen eleven, so money makers, right? Yeah. You're winning, or at least you're only losing a little bit with the juice. Scooter, however, thirty one forty five and two. However, one and zero this week. Yes. So that thirty one counts that game last night. No, thirty two now. Oh, okay. Sweet. Yeah, you're only thirteen under now. Cooking. You are in fuego. <laughs> Kansas, there was never a doubt last night. Kansas City 19, <laughs> Denver 8. If you don't kick a 50-plus yard field goal at the end, you don't cover. By, well, you covered by half a point. If Sean Payton doesn't call a ridiculous timeout before the half, on fourth down, he explained he thought it was third down. You're <laughs> the head coach. And you're the head coach making – I mean, they got to back the Brinks truck up to your house twice a month. That's how much money you're making to coach the Denver Broncos. And you didn't know how many – you didn't know what down you were on. So they have, they call timeout, clock stop. They have to punt. Kansas City goes down, kicks the field goal at the end of the half to go up 13 nothing. That is nearly as inexcusable as Mario Cristobal last week not taking a knee in Miami. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know how you could not know what down it was, especially for a guy like Sean Payton who's been coaching for so long. I need a cough button. You do need a cough button. You know, that was one of our early worries about moving to this new studio. <laughs> I was talking with Dave Reichel, and he was like, man, what are we going to do about John? He's got to have a cough button. Yeah, I got, and I, I don't just have a little cough. I got the old man cough. You when do. I get the cough, I got, you know, it's nasal. It's coming from way deep down in the throat. There's something that, you know, sort of comes out there that you got to clean up. Very it's, aggressive. Yeah, it's not good. Uh, so the uh, Chiefs are five and one. Patrick Mahomes, he look. This offense has not been crisp for no, Kansas City this year. Not at all. Their defense is has a higher ranking than their offense right now, which you haven't been able to say in a long time. But Mahomes was thirty of 40, 306, touchdown interception. Kelsey had one hundred twenty four yards. Uh, or is his name Travis Swift? I'm not sure what his name is. <laughs> He had 124 yards receiving, over 100 in the first half. That's 16 straight wins, Kansas City over Denver. 16 straight. Mahomes has never lost to him. Um, no, he hasn't. It doesn't look like he's going to anytime soon either. The record is 20. Um, it was Miami over Buffalo back in the 80s, in the Dan Marino day. Mm. So... You know, they're a couple years here away from hitting the record. 16 in a row. That's wild. Um, the Sean Payton timeout, unbelievable. And the the field goal at the end, I thought they might punt. It's an eight-point game. If it's a 10-point game there, if Denver doesn't make the two-point conversion, cut it 16 to eight, they punt there. Mm -hmm. Because it's 16 to six, they don't need the field goal, just pin them deep, and you lose your bet. Yep. By half a point. Instead, they make the two-point conversion, get the uh, uh, the uh, field goal at the end, and you win your bet. So, 
this could be your week. I may follow your lead here and bet some of your games because wow. this could be your week. Well, I was actually asking. When you're lucky there, you know, it's it's called a trend. I was actually asking the boys this morning if they thought I should switch my picks, switch all the rest of well, them. Well, I mean, you still have that option. <laughs> no, um, I'm, I'm keeping them. I feel good about this week. I don't know if that makes me feel any better. Uh, let's see if I'm taking. Well, here's one that's very interesting. You're locked into San Francisco at five and a half. Mm-hmm. It's nine and a half now. Oh, is it really? Because Deshaun Watson is officially out. P.J. Walker will get the start at quarterback for Cleveland. So what about Dorian Thompson-Robinson? He's going to be the backup. They, really? I guess they didn't like the way he played last week. Or That's two weeks very ago. interesting. He's the backup. They bring in P.J. Walker, a USFL fame. And uh, that spread has gone from five and a half to nine and a half. Love to hear it. Uh, I will say this. All three of my pro games in the six-pack, I picked the same as you. hey oh Didn't do it on purpose. Didn't, I just now looked at it to see, and I went, oh, no. <laughs> I, mean, I, mean, I, mean, I went, all right, I got the same picks as Scooter. <laughs> <sighs> Boy, you want to bet against somebody now? This is it. Now's the time. Now's yeah. the time. Me and Scooter agreeing. That can't be good. Uh, did you? So that that game's boring last night. Yeah. Were you watching it? I watched until halftime, and then I had I'd had enough. Tell me you flipped over and caught the end of the Houston West Virginia game. No, but I we, we I did. I never do that. We talked about it this but morning, I so I know how it went down. But yeah. unbelievable, mm-hmm. unbelievable. And I will say, I'm glad it ended the way it did. West Virginia. Throws a really inexcusable touchdown pass with 12 seconds goes. No, fourth and long, just a little scrape route over the middle, and this receiver catches it and outruns the defense for 50-plus yards on fourth and long, and it looks like West Virginia is going to win. Good for Neil Brown, right? Yeah. Yay, Neil Brown. Uh, he's not going to get fired this week. Well, check your local listings this morning. The guy scores. The quarterback pulls a just, I'm a jerk move. Helmet off, running down the field to congratulate his receiver. Here come the flags. He's over the sideline. He doesn't care that he just got a 15-yard penalty on the kickoff. He couldn't care less. Mm -hmm. And he is holding his ear up to the crowd. I can't hear you. Hey, I can't hear you. Blowing them kisses. It's over. Oh, my. Get the sh- the penalty on the kickoff. Not a short field, but a short-er field. Mm-hmm. And Houston's able to throw it. With, I mean, 12 seconds in the game, Scoots, when that touchdown scored. Houston is able to get the ball to midfield and throw up a Hail Mary from there. Tip drill. They come down with it. And I would, I don't know the quarterback's name for West Virginia, but I'd love to have seen him when that happened. And I'd love to have seen the fans and what they were saying to him because I'm sure it was very juicy. And Houston wins on the Hail Mary. Dana Holgerson, who used to coach West Virginia, is uh, just shaking his head over there after after the West Virginia touchdown and then I'm sure he was celebrating with his team after the Houston touchdown. Unbelievable finish. Luckily for me, here's the here's the bad beat part of it. 
West Virginia was a three-point favorite, had a a four-point lead before the Hail Mary. I didn't bet it. I had the over, so I was good, you know, 41-39. I think I'm good there. Mm -hmm. But, uh, oh, man, I thought, oh, bad beat. This quarterback who took his helmet off and and instigating the crowd there in Houston, what's he thinking? It's one of the best finishes I've seen in a long time. That was, honestly, the the Hail Mary throw – was one of the best-looking throws I've seen in a long Rode time. out left. I mean, that was beautiful. Yep. Threw it. It was right at the goal line. And one Houston Cougar went up mm-hmm. and two West Virginia Mountaineers. And what do you always yell? Knock it down. They were trying to knock it down, but the Houston guy got his hands on it first and just kind of tipped it back toward the one-yard line. And the guy caught it and just sort of fell into the end zone. It was great. It was, and it made up for the stinker that was Denver, Kansas City. Well, and the, that game was a stinker. The thing about it is, is everybody wants college football to not play on Thursdays. Give NFL the spotlight. They don't want to to compete against each other. But that Houston West Virginia game was way better than the NFL game last night. I don't mind that, but I don't. I don't want the colleges playing on Friday because mm-hmm. I think it takes away from high school crowds sure. around the country. You know. Um, but yeah, I don't care about Thursday. Some of those Thursday night games are, they're much NFL Thursday night games. You rarely get a great game. You rarely get a whole lot of offense. I've said this before under is almost, almost not always, almost always the bet on Thursday night because these offenses don't have time to prepare a proper game plan and the defenses are ahead of them on Thursday night. Have you looked at the schedule for Thursday night football this year, though? Because I've always been on that same mindset that Thursday nights stink, but we've got some good <laughs> we've got some good games on Thursday nights this year. Well, I mean, other than Bears Commanders see, a couple weeks ago. See, you thought this was going to be a good game at the beginning of the year. Sure, Russell Wilson, yeah. Sean Payton's the new coach, going to turn it around. Uh, next week, Jacksonville at New Orleans. That sounds fun. That's that's you know they're both over five hundred. Mm-hmm. That's a nice little has uh, potential. It has Poe, Tampa Bay at Buffalo. If Baker Mayfield can win this weekend against Detroit, Tampa Bay's going to be 4-1. So Tampa Bay at Buffalo is, I like it right now. Mm-hmm. Tennessee at Pittsburgh. Oh, I'm okay. I mean, if you're, a, fo- thinking about if you're a football traditionalist, though, that's a game you're looking forward to. All right, now it's when it gets ugly. Carolina at Chicago. Oh, that's Thursday night, too? Woof. Yikes. Cincinnati at Baltimore. That's good. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Then you got Thanksgiving rolls around. Green Bay, Detroit, Washington, Dallas. And the night game, Thursday night game, is San Francisco at Seattle. That could be really good. Mm -hmm. Seattle at Dallas the following week. So Seattle's got two straight, well, Thursday games. So does Dallas, by the way. Um, That's a nice game. New England at Pittsburgh. Yeah. Ooh. Nah, and, and not because hey, not because of Pittsburgh. Right. Ooh. By the way. Take the under in that right now if you can. I'm going to give you a little preview here of Tony and Big Al the Fish. I was with these guys last night. We had a little birthday party meeting. And uh, I said, look, I got your picks, guys. Uh, and I'm going to give them out tomorrow. How can you continue to go to the New England tra- train? How can you do it a third straight time when they've gotten beaten by 35 and 34 in consecutive weeks? Well, the public's betting on the other side. I know. <laughs> Wait a minute. Is Tony here? 
No, no, that's exactly the philosophy, and I understand the philosophy, and I get it. And look, they're over five hundred; it's working. But at some point, don't you say this is not part of the the system? I can't continue to think that Mac Jones is going to put points on the board, and that the New England defense is going to stop anybody from putting points on the board. That's a three and a half point spread at Las Vegas. Now, are you? Am I surprised it's that low? Yes, yes. Does Josh, Mac Josh McDaniels against you know, his former mentor Bill Belichick? Mac Jones is a game time decision with a neck problem. Um, if he plays, what are the odds he gets through the whole game? Not from injury, but from being pulled for the next. Well, guy. if Max Crosby hits him, he'll be done. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I don't know who you put in for him. I don't know who the backup. Oh no, oh, no, he's happy. I'm taking. I'm sorry. He's no, no. He he could. Yeah, Bailey's happy. I'm I'm confused. I need my. I need another swig of my my 32 <laughs> ounce Pepsi. I was I wasn't even sure what you were trying Daniel to say. Daniel Jones there. is out. Mac Jones. Oh, really? Okay. Right now, Mac Jones is going to play. They're terrible. They're terrible offensively, and their defense, which has always been a a staunch defense, is unstaunch. I don't know if that's a word, but they're is terrible. now. Um, and I didn't pick that. I I purposely didn't pick against uh, Big Al and Tony because I don't want to be pulling against them. But uh, I would have taken Las Vegas. Jimmy G is going to play. Devontae Adams caused a stink last week. I expect a big week out of him. Although he's questionable right now. Yeah, he'll play. He played Monday. He finished the game. He'll be all right. All right, let's take a break. <sighs> Got to do have a little baseball talk about. The Braves are gone. See ya. See you. And uh, local college football this weekend could be very interesting. Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big X. On sports presented by Eminem Carnage, John Spears in studio. Scooter says I shouldn't bet preseason NBA basketball, but Golden State three point underdog at the Lakers tonight. Nobody's playing unless yeah, you believe in Trace Jackson yeah. Davis. Uh, yeah, I'm just kidding. Which, by the way, did you see the highlight earlier this week of him blocking Jalen Hood Shafino? Oh, that, that was good. Fun. That was good. That, that, yeah. He probably went straight to the bench and texted him about it. <laughs> right in today's world. All right, uh, it is high school Friday night. Uh, St. X hosting Mead County tonight right here on the Big X, 7 o'clock kickoff, 6.45 pregame. Myself and Tony Burke will uh, be uh, – well, Tony's off tonight. Tony's out of town. Oh, I heard so, that. Yeah. yeah. So, who you got tonight? I have St. X junior Matthew Lynn. Oh, so a student. Uh, a student who does a whole lot of broadcasting for some of the other sports on the uh, Tiger Sports Network stream. Well, that'll be fun. Uh, good uh, young he, – he's going to be – He's been to broadcasting camps, things like he wants to do it for a living, and uh, he's probably going to push me out the door one day. Have you tried to talk him out of Fairly it? Fairly soon. No. <laughs> no, this is great. There's nothing better. There's nothing better. How ugly is that game going to get tonight? Um, I hope ugly, but uh, the way St. X gives up points, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Man, that uh, game last week you had, though, was maybe, so much fun. Maybe, yeah, it was crazy. Maybe 52 to 35. They just give up too many points. 
Uh, Floyd Central at New Albany tonight. The uh, Highlanders are seven and one now. Mm -hmm. Seven wins in a row. Yep. Ninety-four point seven WFAA. Uh, seven o'clock kickoff. Approximately six fifty on the pregame with my man Justin Kalen. That's right. See, you act like I don't promote your stuff. I love it. Thank you so there much. There you go, man. That was free. It didn't cost anything. Um, all right. The poor, poor Atlanta Braves. Is it the nineties again? Because the Braves. Or winning a lot of games, however, uh, doesn't matter because they lose in the playoffs. And here we go again. 104 wins this year, and they're out in the divisional series. Phillies won last night 3-1. to one. They win the series by the same number, 3-1. to one. All three teams that won 100 games are gone. Atlanta 104, Baltimore 101, Dodgers 100, all gone. At home watching the championship series which begins Sunday with uh, Texas at Houston. Sunday night, uh, going up against Giants-Bills. I think that's a good game to go up against sure. if you want some viewers. Yeah. Uh, and then Arizona and Philadelphia will begin Monday night in Philly with game one uh, on TBS. Nick Castellanos did something nobody's ever done before. Multiple home runs in consecutive postseason games. Oh, he had two last night? He had two again last wow. night. Two solo homers, obviously. Trey Turner with a solo homer, so three solo homers, and that's all they needed. Play of the game, though, was uh, Johan Rojas, the rookie center fielder, with his catch on uh, Ronald Acuna with the bases loaded and two outs in the top of the seventh. The Braves were poised to at least tie it there, but probably take the lead. It was going to be a three-run uh, double or triple, and Rojas went to the wall. It's, it's one of those funky stadiums where you got to, sort of a corner in the middle of the out of left center field and you got to negotiate the wall. You're not sure if you're going to hit it. And he made the catch. And, um, at that point you just sort of knew it was over. So Philadelphia advances. My Atlanta bet is now gone for the world series, but my Philadelphia bet is completely alive because the Phillies don't have to play the Dodgers. Now conventional wisdom was if you were going to get out of the national league, you're going to have to beat Atlanta and the Dodgers, or you were going to have to be Atlanta or the be Atlanta or the Dodgers, but that's no longer the case. Now, uh, Arizona had 84 wins this year, 84. They're five and zero in the playoffs. So I just saw that Rojas catch. I, he made it more dramatic than it needed to be. I think he almost panicked. He like, stopped. is that fair? Yeah. He's mm -hmm. like, Oh, it's going to go out. Hit the Oh, wait a minute. I got a shot. Then he had right? to kind of jump at it. Yeah. And then Brandon Marsh, the left fielder, He's more of a, it's more of a, who I'm glad you caught that than great catch. Yeah. It's more of a, ooh, I thought you were going to miss that for a second there. Yeah, but you know what? You're a rookie. You're in the playoffs. You didn't start the game in center field. You're a, def you're a replacement. And all of a sudden, here comes a ball off Ronald Acuna's bat in that little alley there. And you're like, uh-oh. Um, so Braves are gone. They didn't deserve to advance, obviously. Spencer Strider gave up a couple home runs. That'll, that'll, you know, when your pitching is good and the Braves have here, or the Phillies, excuse me, they have two A1 starters in Zach Wheeler and Aaron Nola. And they've got four or five guys coming out of that bullpen scooter that throw 100 miles an hour. Mm -hmm. They just throw seeds. Um, Craig Kimbrell. I mean, this is a rebirth for him. He, I remember when he was on my Chicago Cubs, 
with the uh, chicken wing there. Yeah, <laughs> like you're doing. Uh, you know, we're not on YouTube yet. People can't see what you're doing. Well, you can, and okay. it gave you a good laugh. It, I did laugh. That was good. <laughs> Uh, but he's had a resurgence here with uh, with uh, the Phillies. But you know what? It was a fastball, and Acuna just missed it. I mean, he just missed making it 5-3. It was – he hits that where he meant to hit it. It's 5-3. to three. It's a grand slam. Mm-hmm. And we're talking about game five tomorrow night. Now, we've talked a lot this week, not even just on your show, but sports talk as a whole across the country – has talked about how all these good teams are knocked out of the playoffs. So I wanted to pitch a question to you. If you give the Braves, Dodgers, Orioles, and Brewers, you give them all a chance at the beginning of the playoffs to hit a button to play in the wild card round instead of having that bye, do they take it? Well, that's a good question. I would say – Probably not, right? Probably not because the advantage or the supposed advantage – of having the buy is you can set up your rotation. Mm-hmm. You can get, if you got anybody nicked up, or get, you got, you know, five to seven days to get ready. That's the, that's the plus. Set up your rotation. And I said this yesterday, Arizona sweeps Milwaukee. All four of those first, those wild card round series went only went two games. Mm-hmm. None of them went three games. That allowed those teams to also set up their rotation. Sure. Okay. For example, Zach Gall- uh, Merrill Kelly was going to have to pitch game three against Milwaukee if Arizona had lost game two. They didn't. So Kelly and then Zach Gallen go in games one and two against the Dodgers. That's exactly what they – that's the dream scenario for Arizona. Philly, same thing. Get Wheeler, get Nola. Play, uh, one of them's going to pitch multiple games in that Atlanta series because they didn't have to – have to stretch against Miami. Um, it's always been it's always been a contentious point here that, and I've heard a lot of people say it. Guys are playing meaningful games in late September. They are basically already in the playoffs, mm-hmm. so they're playing. And you got the Dodgers and the Braves and the Orioles in this case, just kind of cruising cruising down the stretch we know we're going to be in first place we're you know dodgers braves they knew they were getting buys and before september started yeah but i mean isn't that the goal of the major league is. season is to get it into is. the playoffs so once the playoffs come you, you can't choke like they have and but you, and yeah people are saying they got too much time off they weren't able to stay fresh but how hard is it to play an inter-squad scrimmage Dave every Roberts, day if you have to Dave robert but it's not as competitive it's not real competition yeah but you're giving guys swings and and fielding opportunities but they're all and, playing they're playing they're getting a if you're the dodgers you give uh freddie freeman a day off here and there or, or or mookie betts or will smith or whoever you give them a day off but they're not sitting out a week they're playing, but they're not playing meaningful games. There's no it's there's no stress in these games down the stretch. So I guess the question now becomes how do you get that fire back that you had at the beginning of the season when the goal was to get to the playoffs? It's not easy. And it's also remember, baseball's random. You played 162 games. There is no doubt the best team in baseball was Atlanta. They won 104 games. But now you're in a five game series. And in five game series, anything can happen. Does same for seven, same for three. Anything can happen. Are the results any different if these are seven game series as opposed to five? Because I've heard that point made well, as well. 
not for the Dodgers because they lost 3-0. Dave Roberts said that. He goes, look, we, we don't care how many games there were. We, we didn't win a game. I mean, four more games weren't going to make make us win the series four games to three. Mm-hmm. Uh, none of these series went five games. So, and and keep this in mind. Houston, you might go, well, Houston, wait a minute now. They, they didn't have to play in the wild card round. Houston was playing meaningful games until the last day of the season. Yeah. The Saturday of the final weekend of the season, they still needed a win and or somebody else to lose or they could have missed the playoffs completely. Texas ends up losing to Seattle three out of four games. Houston wins a division. Texas gets in. Seattle's the odd man out. But they were all playing meaningful games on September 30th, October 1st. And Dodgers weren't, Braves weren't, Orioles weren't, Twins weren't, to well, be honest about it. On, on the flip side of that, though, Phillies weren't. Uh, they knew that the division was out of reach, and yeah. they were they were kind of coasting no, in right. the wild card, think, and now here they are okay. rolling. No, you're not wrong. I just think Philly's a different monster. Yeah, there's something weird. There's something cool going on in Philly. The fact that they got to the World Series out of the wild card last year, I think it helped them mentally. They mm-hmm. knew what it took, and when they play at home, that place is unbelievable. It is, yeah, it's unreal. It's, well, and uh, it's, it's unlike any other stadium right now. And they have this pretty much the same core of players they had last year that have that experience. So, Texter says Strider is the Kershaw postseason pitcher of the 2020s. Oh, that's mean spirit. That is. I mean, isn't Kershaw still the Kershaw? Just, he gave up six runs in the first inning. Just meant to lose and born to lose is what that Texter says. <laughs> Ooh, I'd argue that Kershaw's still the Kershaw. That is strong. Uh, well, when you give up six in the first inning of your of what may have been your last start ever at Dodger Stadium, I, mean, I hope it's not. What's going to happen with be. him? Thirty five, which is not old, but he's an old thirty five. Yeah, but he's because not going to he, give it up. No, he. I think he'll come back. But do the Dodgers want him back? Why wouldn't they? Uh, teams tend to move in a different direction after they've been unsuccessful in their ultimate goal. The Dodgers. All 10 seasons of their history, all 10, in which they won 100 games, they haven't won the World Series. I believe it. So, um, are they the worst? And who knows if Dave Roberts will be back? Are, are they the worst playoff team of all time? Not even just in baseball, the, but well, of, of the big four. The mean, the, that's, well, the, the hard part for the Dodgers is when they were in Brooklyn, they always had to play the Yankees. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Yankees were going to beat anybody. Brooklyn was the best team in the National League, so their record in World Series as a Dodger franchise is awful because I think they won one out of ten against the Yankees, maybe, mm-hmm. in the World Series. Um, no, I wouldn't say it's the worst. I mean, you got the Vikings lost four Super Bowls. The Bills lost four Super Bowls. Uh, and they neither one of those teams has a win in a Super Bowl. So, you know, I wouldn't say it's the worst ever. Uh, it's not the best. I wouldn't say it's the worst, but I'm partial. All right, Tony and Big Al, let's do this before the break. I don't Hang wanna, on, let me grab my paper. I don't want to. Con- okay, I don't want to confuse people uh, with the unsponsored six pack. I don't want you to uh, confuse the unsponsored six pack with the Tony and Big Al's NFL locks. So here's Tony and Big Al's NFL locks for Sunday: New Orleans at Houston. The Saints are one-and-a-half-point favorites on the road here, uh, which is kind of interesting. Houston's played good in spots. They played poorly in spots. Big Al and Tony say take Houston 
and the point and a half. You know they're going to take the points in all five of these games. Yeah. So once I give you the game, you know who they're taking. Mm-hmm. Indianapolis at Jacksonville, Garner Minshew will get the start for the Colts against his old team here, his old Jacksonville team. Jacksonville, keep in mind, coming off of two weeks in London here, but uh, returning home, Big Al and Tony say take Indy in the four and a half. Love it. New England at Las Vegas. We already talked about this. I don't understand it. I gave them grief last night. I'll probably eat my words. They're going to take New England plus three and a half at Vegas. A really bad. Worst New England team maybe we've ever seen. Oh, yeah. I agree with that. Arizona Cardinals plus seven and a half at the Rams. Look, the Rams are sneaky good. Mm-hmm. Still got Stafford. Still got Cup. Puka Nakua out of nowhere. They still got a good tight end in Higby. If that line can protect Stafford, they can score points. Uh, but, they just need a run game. But you know what? All the money's on the Rams. Wait a minute. That was my Tony impression. All the money's on the Rams. Take Arizona, plus seven and a half. And finally, uh, Detroit at Tampa Bay. I was a little surprised this spread is as big as it is with Tampa coming off a of bye, being three and one, playing pretty good football. Detroit's playing great. They're four and one on the road at Tampa. Tampa is a three and a half point underdog at home. Big Al and Tony say take the Buccaneers. So there you go. Texans, Colts, Patriots, which I don't understand and never will. Cardinals and Buccaneers all getting points. We'll take a break. Come back with the unsponsored six-pack and a look at college football's biggest games this weekend as well. Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big X. Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Carnage. John Spears in studio. Final segment of the week on this Friday. Ready for a glorious week of college and pro football. Uh, my wife's out of town tonight. Again? Doesn't get back home till tomorrow night. So I've got a full day of just laying in my own Cheetos watching uh, football all day. She sure leaves you a lot. I don't know what to think of that. I don't know what that means. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Uh, I, I do know what it means. I just don't want to admit it to myself. <laughs> Thornton's text line still open, 502-414-1450. If you'd like to get a last-minute text into the show, 414-1450. All right, uh, in order this weekend, noon start, Indiana at Michigan. I'm just doing it in chronological order. doesn't mean anything. Michigan six and zero Hoosiers two and three coming off a of bye week. Michigan is a thirty three point favorite at home. That's the big noon kickoff on Fox this week. Wait, that number's coming down. It was thirty four early this yeah, morning. I know that means money's coming in on the Hoosiers. That's scary. Dun, dun, dun. That Michigan throw the house at it. Over under forty five and a half. When the spread's thirty three <laughs> and the over under's forty five and a half, that is not a good sign for the underdog, right? <laughs> Not, although I would think if they don't think there are going to be that many points scored, you take the points, right? If it's 33. Yeah. Right. I would. Yeah. I, I mean, that's how it would make sense. I I'm taking Michigan here. I just, I don't think Indiana has anything. Keep for in them. mind. This is not part of the unsponsored six pack, uh, six 14th ranked Louisville at Pittsburgh. The, um, they're playing at Heinz field. Nobody's going to be there. Acrisure stadium. Uh, whatever it is. 
<laughs> Nobody's going to be there, right? It's going to be rainy. 6.30 on the CW. This is a recipe for disaster for Louisville. I mean, it really is. Coming off the big win, uh, a program-defining win, a Jeff Brom-defining win in his first season. You're 6-0. and You jumped up 11 spots in the poll this week. Miami lost a game they shouldn't have lost. You're pulling for Miami this week, by the way, Cardinal fans. They're in North Carolina. So you're pulling for Miami. Who's undefeated. Who's undefeated, uh, Carolina. And so is Florida State. So I'll be honest with you, you're pulling for Syracuse, but uh, Florida State's 17.5-point favorite. By the way, do you know how many undefeated teams are left? Uh, I'm going to go eight. Fourteen. No, there's more than that. Fourteen. Yeah. There's three in the Pac-12. So mm-hmm. the eight was a terrible guess. Um. So Louisville, Pittsburgh, CW, UofL seven and a half. They started at eight, so that's uh, that's a slight change. Over under in that game, forty four and a half. Now you got bad weather. You got a pit team that's not good on offense, but is pretty solid on defense. Uh, so forty four and a half. What do you What are your thoughts there, Scoot? I mean, with the weather forecast that I like the under there, I I kind of am. Weather, bad weather lead to defensive scores and botched punts and things like that. Sometimes, that, I mean, it, it can, but I mean, I think overall, I'm I'm kind of with you. I just I think Louisville's due for a letdown. Yeah, coming off a massive win, I think they win. And I mean, they beat Pitt last year too. So Pitt, Pitt of course, has the revenge factor as well. Pitt hasn't beat Louisville since 2020. So, yeah. uh, yeah. I just think it's closer than it's it's it feels NC State-ish, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, it does. That was three and a half, I think, and Louisville won by three. This feels like that kind of game. Just hope the Cards can get out of there with a win because they got some some really winnable. Well, they got Duke after the bye at home, but then they got some really winnable. A couple of Virginia teams coming in there that aren't very good. Uh, Seven thirty, Missouri at Kentucky. Both teams five and one. The Cats are ranked twenty fourth. SEC Network, UK two and a half, over under fifty and a half. Um, I gotta be honest, I, this team's gonna have to reprove themselves to me. I think Missouri's good. That loss last week to LSU, and I know LSU has two losses, but it's still LSU. They've still got a lot of talent on that roster. That was a one. That was a three point game until a late pick six, and mm-hmm. uh, Missouri loses forty nine to thirty nine. Kentucky. And I've said this before, if they don't win this week, then they're in big trouble. You got Tennessee coming up, Alabama coming up. Those are home games. You got to go to Stark Vegas, go to South Carolina, and go to Louisville. It's not going to get easy, any easier than this game this week for Kentucky. The one thing with Missouri coming to town is the fact that Missouri doesn't really beat Kentucky. You know? I mean, it's Most that's time, been a pretty right. lopsided yeah. series since – Missouri joined the SEC. So I, I like the two and a half for the Cats. I think they probably win by a field goal. Feels like a field goal type of game, but I, it's going to be a lot of fun, that one. I feel the same as I do about the Louisville game. Just win. I don't care yeah. what the spread is. Right. Just win. And uh, I'm sure if you're Jeff Brom or Mark Stoops, you feel the same way. They don't care about the spread. Just win the game. All right. Time for the unsponsored six pack. One second. Please hold. Please, please, please make yourself available. Please hold. <laughs> there it is. Man, that is a long wait for the drum roll. <laughs> All 
right, three college games, three pro games. Try to keep get your weekend started in the right direction. Nineteen sixteen and one is the current record on the six pack. Three games over five hundred. It was not helped by a two and four week last week. We start with, and I'm just doing maybe the biggest games of the week. Why not? You know what? I looked at some of these. I like some other games better, but I thought let's do the biggest games of the week. Three thirty. Oh, I mean, Washington, Oregon. Three thirty. Oregon at Washington. The uh, Ducks are ace in the country. The Huskies are seventh. Both teams are five and zero. Oh. That game's on ABC. Washington is a three-point favorite. Michael Penix Jr., former Indiana Hoosier, is the leader right now. If you look at DraftKings for the odds to win the Heisman Trophy, here's what I love about Michael Penix Jr. He doesn't take sacks. He throws the ball quickly. Whether it's a short pass, long pass. He gets out of the pocket and throws it away when he has to. He doesn't take negative yardage. This is the first of a great set of games coming up. Oregon at Washington, USC at Oregon, Washington at USC. These are great games coming up in the next four or five weeks. Um, Oregon's good. Bo Nix is good. But this is the biggest game in memory at Husky Stadium. That place is going to be rocking. I'm taking Washington, and I'm giving the three to the Ducks. Hmm. Oh I, no! I mean, I'm, said, huh. I, I'm with <laughs> you on that. But the the one thing that concerns me is how battle tested Oregon is in that game. So I ultimately decided to stay away from that one. But I am with you. I like Washington. Washington's been tested this year. That's true, and, but not and, not the way that Oregon has. And they've been really good. Uh, Notre Dame and Southern Cal in uh, South Bend. You might say. That's not a big game. Louisville already beat Notre Dame. Notre Dame's got two losses. That's still a big game. USC 6-0 ranked 10th. Notre Dame 5-2 ranked 21st. NBC 7-30 night game in South Bend. The story of the week has been USC can't stop anybody. Well, that's true. They haven't been able to stop anybody. Notre Dame and Sam Hartman. Sam Hartman was terrible again in last week. He is glad to get out of Louisville. He may never come back after the last two seasons. I just feel like it's time for Notre Dame to play a really good game. This is a bounce-back game for the Irish. SC's on the road here. Uh, give me Notre Dame minus the three. Hate that one. I, I mean, well, I'm, then this show's over. I'm th- <laughs> I think USC has a really good shot to win that outright. I'm taking Notre Dame. And, and uh, you know what? I look to see where all the money was, like Tony Burke does. Mm-hmm. It's on USC. Well, I mean, that's the thing. USC, <laughs> uh, there's been so much made about their defense and how they can't stop a nosebleed, but Notre Dame's offense hasn't been overly impressive this and, year. And USC, look, Notre Dame gave up 33 to Louisville last week. Exactly. USC can score. Yeah. But I do think they will put more pressure on Caleb Williams than he's seen most of this season. Because SC's schedule up until now, Hasn't been horrific by any stretch of the imagination. And they took them four overtimes to beat Arizona last week. That's disturbing to me if I'm a USC fan. I'm going to take Notre Dame and give them three. I love giving three, so I'm going to do it again here. Texas A&M, 4-2 at 19th-ranked Tennessee. The Vols are 4-1. I still don't understand how they lost in the swamp to Florida. They're a much better team than that. 3-30 on CBS. I'm, this is sort of a, I don't like Jimbo Fisher and I hate Bobby Petrino pick. It really is. But I'd love to see Texas A&M go four and three 
to start this season. I'm taking Tennessee. Big game for the Vols here Mm -hmm. because they got Georgia coming up soon. They are in the hunt if they can be, even though they lost to Florida, beat Georgia, and all of a sudden you got tiebreakers on your side and and Tennessee has a chance to win the uh, Eastern Division of the Southeastern Conference. So there you go. Washington minus three at home against Oregon. Notre Dame minus three at home against Southern Cal. Tennessee minus three at home against A&M. Uh, I'm giving three in every game, and I'm taking the home team in every game. Seems smart. What do you think about that? Yeah, Last no, game. that seems smart. Uh, I mean, I just want to go two and one there. Yeah, I mean that's really all you can hope for. But the thing I is, I was zero three on Saturday last week. The thing is, you brought up Tennessee and how they've got Georgia coming up. Kentucky fan would love nothing more than for Tennessee to beat Georgia because then that gets them back in the picture with a win over Tennessee. I'd love you know the best thing in the world is like a four way tie mm-hmm. because then they beat each other up. Somebody goes to the SEC championship game and then they don't end up getting in the playoff. The SEC always has a team in the playoff. Yeah. It's seems like it's the law mm-hmm. but it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be this year i mean like, that's what you get when yeah, it's look, the best football conference georgia wins out they're in the playoff yeah georgia wins out and then loses to alabama in the sec championship game they're probably still in the playoff yeah that's just the way it is um but it, it, you're gonna have it, the final year where one of these teams is gonna be screaming and knocking at the door saying we should be in and they're not gonna be in all right nfl games I'll start with uh, Cleveland, San Francisco in Cleveland. Deshaun Watson ruled out. That spread's gone from five and a half to nine and a half. San Francisco's been great. Uh, they're five and zero. Oh. I could run that offense. Brock Purdy has been better than anybody ever thought he would be. Cleveland's a mess right now. This Deshaun Watson thing's a distraction. He's medically cleared, but he is not ready to play. Kevin Stefanski, the head coach, sort of threw him under the bus last week. So, well, I don't know. He's medically clear, but he tells me he can't play. His, his uh, rotator cuff is bruised. Uh, I'm taking San Francisco and giving the points. I know it was five and a half, which is where Scooter got it at. I'm going to go ahead and give four more points. That's how good I feel about the Niners. I mean, I, I would feel good about nine and a half as well. Thankful I got five and a half. I'm sure you are. Carolina at Miami, 0-5 against 4-1. and Miami is 13 and a half. I think this is a mismatch. If something crazy happens and Bryce Young somehow plays well, Maybe they can keep it close. I don't see that. They put 70 up on Denver. I'm going to say they put 40 up on Carolina Sunday. I'm taking Miami, giving 13 and a half. 40 would be a low number for them. It would be, but that would be enough to cover 13 and a half against Carolina. Sure. Um, Sunday night football, Giants and Buffalo. It's 14 and a half now. It was 14. Tyrod Taylor will be the quarterback for the Giants, not Daniel Jones. Keep this in mind, though. Tyrod Taylor was the quarterback of the Bills, got pushed to the curb when Josh Allen showed up. He's got a little revenge on his mind. That's true. Yeah, He does. Now, is that good enough for them to beat the Bills? No. Is it good enough for them to cover against the Bills? I think the Bills, they're going to be angry after the Jacksonville game. 4-2 and two is so much better than 3-3. Three and three. They're going to want to put a big number up. I'm taking Buffalo and giving the two touchdowns and a hook to the Giants. Brave man. The Giants can't score, so that should it. And all three of those NFL picks are brought to you by Scooter's spread selection <laughs> because he agrees with me on all three of those. That is not <laughs> a good sign, folks. If you bet a Browns, Panthers, Giants parlay, you're probably going to be buying a new car. Come on. 
See you Monday. Thanks for listening. Spears on Sports. Happy birthday to Scooter on Sunday. Woo-hoo. Spears on Sports presented by M&M Cartage on the Big Act. <laughs>